Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. All right, this is basically the game here. Fourth and four for the Colts on their own 43-yard line. We're tied at 34 with 27 seconds to go. Luck throws right side, and it is incomplete. Incomplete. Intended out there on the right flat to Chester Rogers. It was short of Chester Rogers, and now the Texans are going to get the ball at the Colts' 43-yard line. And a Fairbairn field goal later, the Texans beat the Colts in overtime, and the play of the week in the NFL starts to be debated. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Frank Reich decides to go for it on fourth and five from his own side of the field in the final minute of overtime. It backfires. Andrew Luck throws incomplete. The Texans get to run a play, kick a field goal, and win a game. And instead of tying... The Colts go down to defeat. All day today, this play has been debated many different ways. And was Frank Reich right in going for it? Was he wrong in going for it? Do you play for 
the tie? Do you go for the win? Do you punt it? And to give you something you haven't heard about, I'll tell you what the real issue with Frank Reich's decision is. Number one, Frank Reich is 56 years old. He played in the NFL in a bygone era where teams and players wanted to win more than they do now. That's just that's just the reality of sports is that players wanted to win more previously than they do now because many of them enjoy great lives and great lifestyles. They enjoy being stars in a league, and winning is secondary. Performing is the best. I mean, they need to perform, but winning is secondary. Reich is a quarterback, and he want, and he's about winning or losing. So I completely understand his strategy of, We're going for the win. He's a quarterback. I expect that. But this is where Frank Reich failed, and you can't cut this up any other way. It's not as simple as, oh, if they make it, he's a hero. No, it's not. Because what Frank Reich has to realize is there are merits in a tie. There are more ties now in the NFL because of the overtime rules. We've already seen a couple. And you are in a position where you have to realize what's the likelihood we're going to convert this and win this game. What Frank Reich did was put losing the game back on the table. This wasn't fourth and two from the Texans' 40. And you know what? I can go for it here because he's on his own side of the field. He's got five yards to make on fourth down. And I'm going to give the ball back with a chance for the Texans to get one big pass play and then kick a field goal. And that's exactly what happened. If football was like baseball, sabermetrics people would have been in his year yelling, Frank, you have like a 13% chance of succeeding here. Because that's really what it was. The percentage chance of success was so low. This wasn't as as simple as it's fourth and one on the fourth. Do I go for it? Do I not? It's look at everything that goes along with this. You have a tough time getting this because it's five yards. You put losing the game back on the table. And there are merits in a tie because you never know what it's going to come down to at the end of the season for a playoff berth or not. Certainly a tie at this point is better. I, I know you're frustrated. I know you're upset. But that's a big thing. And lastly, Frank Reich is a first-year head coach. And he's got to realize that if I don't make this, that I'm going to get absolutely crucified by fans, the media, and everybody else. And I'm a first-year head coach. And people are going to think, I don't know what I'm doing. Because I decided to go for the win, and it backfired. And now, that's exactly what people are wondering. Does Frank Reich know what he's doing? Does Frank Reich know? Now the next time he makes a mistake, it's going to be Frank Reich can't do it. And now we got we got to turn the page on him. He will lose cachet in the locker room. He'll lose cachet with the fans. And it's going to be Frank Reich, you've given yourself a short rope to succeed in the NFL because of this. He's basically put his own neck on the chopping block saying, okay, next time I screw something up, I'm going to be out of a job. When you're a first-year head coach, doing things like that is just not smart. Belichick made an even worse mistake, the big fourth down play against the Colts a few years ago. But Belichick had won three Super Bowls. So if he makes a bad call, well, okay. Clearly the guy knows what he's doing. He's built up the cachet to make a couple of bad calls. He can't do he can't do that. Frank Reich does not have that kind of latitude to make those mistakes. Yeah, I think he does at this point in his tenure. Uh, and looking at some mathematicians' work, uh, fourth and four, he's saying it's about 37%. Uh, I'll have to go in and run the the algorithms and and do the math myself and plotting it out uh, historically. But the the fact uh, to where I sit is all right. You're already zero three. Your team's not very good. You've had the game of your lives. Nobody expected Andrew Luck to put up the numbers and the game that he did and to score what they did on that day. So here you're trying to push, if nothing else, for the your your 
fighting for the win. You're fighting for your guys, and you believe as you've marched up and down the field that you can get it one more time. And in the this locker room that you're still winning over, and I'm sure you know he's done a lot to to do that. I think the players saying, "Hey, we're we're going to go for it, and I've got your back, and, and this is what we're going to be. We're going to be aggressive and go for wins." I think that that carries its weight. Right now, you've got a very young team around Andrew Luck. You look at the offensive line that you've shuffled out. You were missing T.Y. Hilton. I think a lot of it had to do with just very much that idea of, all right, this is the atmosphere and this is the culture that I want to build, that we don't let anything stop us. Because what's a tie do for an 0-3 team? No, no, they, well, they were 1-2. and two. They, they would have been 1-2-1. Two, and one. Right, one, I'm so sorry, one, two, and they one. Stayed but, but, what, but what does they it mean? They would have stayed in. It's a positive moment. It's Look, 37%, that's not a good enough chance to, to put losing a game back on the table. That's not a good enough chance for that. It's got to be, hey, it's either 50-50 at best, and do it on the other team's side of the field. It's such a huge gamble to say, okay, we're going to put losing the game back into perspective. It went from the Texans with a 0% chance to win to, hey, now they could win, and they won. Well, not a, not a 0% chance unless he went into a fetal position with the football. And even then, he could well, if you're, exchange. If you're punting, well, yeah, but if you're punting. <laughs> oh, if you're punting, then how much can go wrong there? Uh, yeah, but most likely not. Maybe 37% worth. Uh, I don't know about that much. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Thriller. On Monday Night Football, the Chiefs come from behind to beat the Broncos 27-23. And, well, you know, Mike Harmon, we talked about this coming into the season, that the NFL needed more stars. They had six stars coming into this season. Mm-hmm. The Patriots, yep. the Cowboys, the Steelers, the star franchises that no matter what we're going to watch, they're going to have our interest level. And then you had the individual stars of Aaron Rodgers, Odell Beckham Jr., and Cam Newton. Jason, Jason. Yeah. What about Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz is supposed to be a star. He's supposed to be a star. Keenan Allen. People are well. Oh, Keenan, total star. Keenan Allen. Philip Rivers. Zlatan. I mean, Zlatan. Got to include for the Zlatan. Chargers after after uh, this weekend. Khalil Zlatan. Mack. He could. Khalil. Yeah, but people don't tune in to watch Khalil Mack. Well, they like, should, they okay. especially now that Trubisky is risen. Well, but wait, who do you watch more, Khalil Mack or Trubisky? Oh, that's a tough. I, it's one. full oh. excitement for three hours. If you could have a jersey right now of one of either Khalil Mack or Trubisky, who do you pick? Since I like running through people, yeah. uh, be it the basketball court or the okay. golf course, I would probably be Khalil Mack. But I celebrate Trubisky and no, what, no, what, what went on. One. No, you can only no. have one. You can only have one. No, it was just my floor. I was just going to keep talking. <laughs> it was my attempt at filibuster. you a good senator. Yeah, yeah filibuster. just talking about the Bears. And I tell you, on the what, third and one call, what, are we what up you to? saw, wow. We're up to the 1992 well, season. And this is after hey, the Ditka loss of the Hey, Ditka sang the seventh inning stretch. They didn't even show it on TV today. Six-star franchises. Six stars. Those three teams, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton, Odell Beckham Jr. That was it. Those are the real only six stars the NFL had. Whenever they tried to put other teams on national television, people didn't watch. It was, it was lower ratings because the NFL was having a star problem. After week two in the NFL, or after week three, Baker Mayfield became a star. Everything he does, everybody is all in on. Yes, sir, Beating Brownie. the Jets on national TV. The game yesterday against the Raiders, which is one of the most talked about games of the weekend. Even though he threw four picks, he was still fantastic. <laughs> Baker Completed Mayfield. Completed half his passes. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He scored 42 points. They should have won the game in regulation. 
Baker Mayfield has that it factor about him that makes you want to watch and see what he does. Root for him or root against him. He's got that it factor. And then you have a guy who's dominant through the first three weeks, which is great. And then when you're dominant on Monday Night Football, you become a superstar. Mahomes in the pocket, pump faking. Now he's going to scramble. Scrambling left, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City. Yes, he can run. At Texas Tech, he had 22 rushing touchdowns. This time, he goes in from eight yards out, and the Chiefs on this Monday night game taste the sweet nectar of the end zone on a Mahomes scramble. Mm, sweet nectar of the end zone. <laughs> I like want a donut now. Mm, donut nectar in the end zone. <laughs> Mitch Holt is happy 400th tonight. Mitch. Yeah, way to get uh, done. Chiefs Radio Network on the call. Patrick Mahomes brings the Chiefs back to a 27-23 victory over the Broncos. He had a bad game. The first three quarters, they could not put points on the board. The Broncos put on a clinic of, this is how we're going to slow down Patrick Mahomes. We're going to send a lot of pressure at him. And we're going to keep him in the pocket, and he's going to be scattered and throw the ball early and throw it away. And he did. He was very inaccurate in the first half. He was 11 out of 22. You saw how many passes did he try to throw to Travis Kelsey that would be below him to the side, to the ground. And the Broncos did a great job of sticking on Kelsey and on Tyreek Oh, they bodied Hill. him up. You probably could have called holding or many uh, illegal contact downfield penalties uh, on Kelsey. They did a, a super cut of five or six plays where he was just getting bullied, and but, yet he still finishes with a huge game because, well, the philosophy changed. Because in late in the second half, the Chiefs opened things up more. What it looked to me was the Broncos' defense got tired. Sure. Because they didn't seem like they could still chase Mahomes around the way they had earlier in the game, and certainly when you're asking your defensive players to cover these guys one-on-one for most of the game, eventually they're going to get tired. Well, and in the first half, they did a good job of setting both edges, right? The defensive end mm-hmm. stayed home, so Mahomes had no room to operate. They had to stay between the tackles. That lapsed in the second half, giving a, a little more time to dance and let the receivers break containment. Two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And Mahomes, who was having a bad game, finishes 28 out of 45 for 304 yards, a touchdown pass, and a touchdown run. So he starts 11 out of 22, and he finishes 28 for 45. He was having a bad game, and this is what the Chiefs did, and they were still able to win this game. Patrick Mahomes, as I said, you can be dominant and be a great player, and then you can do it on national television when everybody is watching and you become a superstar. Patrick Mahomes is now added to that list of people we absolutely have to see. It's amazing. I mean, really, I, my only worry is that we're in for a really boring season in the NFL, we're just waiting for the Chiefs and the Rams. We're waiting for those two teams in the Super Bowl, and that's what it's going to be. They play each other in a few weeks. Weeks away. We've got, but, we've got the Chiefs with a couple of big tests coming up. They've got the Jaguars. They've got the Patriots. Patriots then go out of that Chiefs game, and they have to go to Chicago to play the yeah, Bears. That's going to be a tough so, one. Schedule in the middle, and let's let's call it what it is. You've got a lot of football head. Chiefs win this one, even though they lose Sammy Watkins to to a hamstring injury for much of this game. And that's the thing, the, the great equalizer in the National Football League, just when teams are flying around. Uh, that the the law of averages, so, someone's going to get impacted. You don't go unscathed in a season. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Here's the thing about being called gritty. I mean, mascot comparisons aside, 
because Gritty has become the new Philly fanatic, is that when you get called Gritty, it sounds like a compliment, but it really is someone saying, okay, I don't really have anything to compliment you on, but I'm going to say you're gritty and you're tough and you have a lot of resolve, which is really a way to say, hey, you really didn't get the job done, but you, you know, you tried. You try hard. You tried. Yeah, you tried hard. I just yeah. want to say, yo, you're gritty. We know he's leaving it all out on the field. You know, if someone said to me, hey, you work with Mike Harmon every single night. Yeah, yeah, I do. What's he like as, 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 a, as, as a radio host, as a partner? Now, I could say, boy, he's really funny. He, you know, makes me laugh. We have a lot of fun together. Uh, we have a lot of great chemistry. As many things, he pushes me. I, I get to bounce stuff off of him. Or I could say, you know, he's gritty. He's, well, he he's grinds a, out those know, four hours. He's a gritty broadcaster. I can't say enough about him. You know, he shows up every night, and he turns his microphone on, and he talks. I, I can't say enough gritty. about him. And he's he's just gritty, you know. Every there are nights when it's difficult, but he comes in. I mean, I I, I he's able to get through it. I don't know what to say. He's he's a gritty broad. People would go, oh my god, Jason has nothing good to say about Mike. He must hate the guy. I read he that in the trades earlier friend. earlier this week. <laughs> he says he's his best friend. He hates the guy. He called him gritty. Gritty is a, you, you're trying to compliment somebody, well, especially you, now that you it's a good hairy mascot yeah. for the Flyers. Yeah, well, it now, takes on a whole other meaning. See, now gritty is completely out the window as far as something that you know you can even say because now people will immediately jump to you know what Justin Turner would look like if he was a mascot. Or you're just the side of grimace. Yeah. I mean, it's really grimace. Or those fry guys. Uh, it kind of looks like the construction of the fry guys. Yeah. But you know what? Grimace was really underrated. Of all the McDonald's oh, land legends. characters, remember you used to collect the glasses? Oh, yeah. The McDonald's glasses. You always you wanted to have Grimace. Ah, Grimace. I still was... have some of those McDonald's plates. I mean, why? From when you... I was a kid. Why would you that? call a mascot who is a mascot there was no, for. There was actually a horse on one of them. Uh, you, you know, he's a mascot for a restaurant you really want to eat at, and his name would be Grimace. I mean, because I don't, I don't want to picture somebody walking in and taking a bite of something and grimacing. Why is his name Grimace? I get the hamburger. He wants to steal your hamburgers. Okay, that's fine. And he makes a sound. I get that. I get that. I get all the other ones. This I- is the mascot indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> this is the mascot horse burger. It's a hamburger, but the head of a horse. Is- <laughs> Let me introduce you to the mascot diarrhea. Oh, oh no. Too far. Too far. And here's your song. When you're heading down to third and you feel a greasy. But. Mustache fart. <laughs> How am I supposed to say speaking of Justin Turner after that? How am I supposed to do that? Can't do it. Uh, TJ, speaking of Justin Turner. Uh, a big day in Major League Baseball today. We saw the divisional champions crowned as the Brewers held off the Cubs. They get a couple of runs late to win it 3-1. They are your NL Central champions. The Cubs go into the wild card game and the Dodgers after jumping out to a 5 nothing lead hold on to win their 6th straight NL West crown. 0 oh and 2 Para swung on and missed strike 3. Jansen strikes out Para and for the 6th consecutive season the Dodgers are the best in the West as they come storming out of the dugout congratulating one another on top of the hill. And that is where the Dodgers reside. Champions of the National League Western Division, finishing the year at 92 and 71. The Rockies finish the year at 91 and 72. 
AM 570 LA Sports on the call. Charlie Steiner with the broadcast there. So the Dodgers win the NL West. They'll take on the Braves on Thursday night. Uh, no time on the games yet. We're still waiting to see who wins the wild card games uh, tomorrow. So we have the Rockies and the Cubs in the National League. Uh, they will go at it. And look, the National League is wide open. What everybody finished and completed during the season, you're the Dodgers. Well, you know, we struggled. It wasn't quite last year when we motored through and we thought we were going to win 120 games. But you look at all the teams that are alive in the playoffs and a team in their side, the Rockies or the Cubs, one of them is out. One of them right away is out. You don't have to worry about it. You have the Braves. The Braves are a team. They're happy to be in the playoffs. This should be a series where the Dodgers experience and getting back to where they were last year does them well. They should win this series. The two things I worry about in this series for the Dodgers, one, we got into a little bit with John Paul Morosi last hour on the show. A little bit we got into it, and Kenley Jansen, surely you're concerned about. Jansen is someone who has not been the same guy this year. He's had a lot of problems. He had a looked like he had a dead arm earlier in the season. He came back. He's been dealing with heart medication, and he comes in in the ninth inning tonight to close out an easy 5-0 victory, gives up back-to-back home runs. And I I don't know now if, number one, if they wind up playing the Rockies, is he even going to be able to pitch there in the, in the thin air? Because that was the whole thing about how he couldn't do it last time they went to Colorado. So now, number one, you wonder if you're going to have him. And number two, is he going to come in in the, in the eighth inning now? Is he going to come in for a five-out save? for a six-out save to start the eighth when he hasn't pitched that well over the course of the season? Because that is usually what it was. When Dave Roberts or Mattingly, whoever it was, had a question, it was, okay, uh, boy, it's uh, you know there's one out in the eighth inning. What are we doing? Nope, we're going to Jansen. And Jansen would come in, he would close out games, and that would be it. I don't know you can do that now. Can you throw him more than an inning? Do you have to worry about his pitch counts now? Jansen's a guy I really, really worry about because what the Dodgers do, their strategy is affected by that. Now it's okay, we got to go to somebody else for an inning. Maybe Jansen doesn't come in, you know, in the in the eighth. He starts the ninth inning, but we can't bring it. There's lots of things that can happen now because you don't know because Jansen clearly is not the same guy he was. Yeah, you start looking at how the back end of that bullpen shakes out. Is it Maeda? Is it, it Fields? I mean, who, who's going to be the person to close it out should you get to that point? Now, obviously, you get your win today. It's amazing. It took 92 wins. And the fact that the Dodgers finished with 92 wins. Given all the injuries and, and ups and downs over the course of the year, an impressive run by Dave Roberts and this squad to get there. Walker Bueller, Bueller uh, asserting himself uh, as the heir apparent to Clayton Kershaw's run of dominance. Uh, and that's, that's a nice find here the last two months uh, of how brilliant he was. Six and two-thirds today, gives up one hit. Only struck out three. That's what I thought was most impressive watching him today is that they, they didn't really get good wood on the ball at all, and he moved around the strike zone well uh, and didn't need the big punch-out number because, remember, he'd struck out 12 mm-hmm. the last time, and this time they they made contact, still got it done. But we, we look at the way the bullpen sets up. It, it certainly uh, has to be a bit of a concern. Obviously, you're not looking ahead a series. You can't look past – Atlanta, but certainly some decisions to be made down the line. And the other thing I worry about is Walker Bueller. Will he be suspended for his post-game oh, no. interview? Uh, you know, 
Walker Bueller is is Roger Goodell now in Fo- charge? Could be of discipline. Following throw his, a flag on him. Following his incredible game today, Walker Bueller did a post game interview broadcast nationally on AM five seventy LA Sports here in LA, and he wanted to thank the fans for getting out and supporting them because the crowd was so loud. And he said this: "This is the loudest I've ever seen this place. We need this all playoff. Yes, we, we need this all." Playoffs. That is right. <laughs> That's the best. You know what? When you play like when you have a game like that, when you go into the seventh inning giving up one hit, and oh by the way, you have an RBI to help yourself. Yeah, that is go true. Ahead, you can curse. You can curse. Oh, I think you can curse whenever you, you want. Yeah. No, have at go ahead it. And do it. Go ahead. Let the profanities fly. Go ahead. You, you had that, and then you have the celebrations. We've got the Puig video going around. That, that's brilliant as well. Uh, Forty-seven thousand plus. In attendance, uh, that, that's a pretty good crowd for a mid-afternoon on a Monday with little announcement, little with 24 time. hours. No, yeah. well, the Dodgers did the whole – because now it's become this whole thing where uh, teams are writing notes oh, to sure. get you out. Like Sean McVay wrote the note, hey, can you please excuse so-and-so from school? We have a big game tonight against the Vikings. We need their help. Yeah. Dodgers did the same thing today. Please excuse so-and-so from school. We have a big game against the Rockies, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's kind of become the thing. Well, I was going to use the excuse that I had a sore throat and, and not show up today, but then I, at a ball game, and I've yeah, talked no, openly would, about having would. gone and danced and sung along to Ringo Starr on Saturday. That wouldn't. I work mean, that it well. probably wouldn't have worked. No, no, no. You're you're the guy that goes out. <laughs> you're the guy that goes out with all the uh, everybody from work for happy hour on Thursday and calls in sick on Friday, and everybody goes, "Oh, yeah, they all know why." No, I, I was sick. I was. Oh, dude, you were out all night. You had a lampshade on your head. You took off your pants at the bar and throwing everybody your North photographs West- or it didn't happen. Your, no, your that North was Puig Western in the underwear. locker room, guys. That, that, was, Puig. that was Puig in yeah. the locker Running around without his pants on. Puig with no shirt on in the locker room guarantees, oh, we're going to beat the Braves. Oh, we're going to beat the Braves. He is the greatest spirit <laughs> animal alive. He is his own spirit animal. He really is. Yeah. Those I mean, videos of him in the locker room, especially with our own David Vasse, yeah. Oh, yeah. are incredible. Yeah. I think that it comes down to this. Everybody live your life at least once. Like your Yasiel Puig. Oh. Don't don't have anybody in your house. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah Make yeah, sure yeah, the yeah. doors are locked and yeah. the security's up. But yeah. beyond that, I mean, the enthusiasm. I think the Robert, unbridled passion. Robert Woods got him good. Oh, oh see, now we're going back to the spirit. No, I think yeah. it is too soon now. I think, hey, make, too soon, bro. make sure all the Dodgers get back to their homes tonight after the game. That uh, is right. After the game. Not good. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. On the hotline, he haunts us every week. NFL on Fox insider extraordinaire Jay Glazer. All right, Jay, what's sticking out more to you, the hook and ladder or the mispass of Demarius Thomas? No, I don't mind the hook and ladder. The mispass of Demarius Thomas. I mean, they are, you know, that's that's where you, you're hoping that you could be in that position. And the way that Thomas ran his route was perfect beating Skandrick, and it was, you know, it was such a, a, the type of pass that Case would have hit last year. And it was beautifully run by Thomas. That right there was the game winner, in my opinion. You know, the thing about this game, and this is not going to be great news for anybody else in the NFL, is the Broncos really shut the Chiefs' offense down for the yeah. most part. They made Mahomes struggle. They ran for about 10 they yards made, a carry. They made Mahomes complete a pass with his left hand. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make you throw lefty. But, you know, and they run the ball for about almost 10 yards a pop, and they wind up still losing the game. And it's like they played so well for so long, and they still lose. The rest of the NFL's got to be saying, how the hell do we beat this team? You have to pick your poison offense because 
you can't focus on obviously on the, uh, the the one receiver or the tight end or the running back. If you focus on the quarterback, then he's going to have weapons that are wide open. So again, I call it pick your poison. You know, if you want to try and take away one, three other options are going to be open. Andy Reid did a great job, really, kind of building that that team. Um, and I tell you what, Patrick Mahomes and, and the Chiefs. It's just going to sound kind of out there, but they really a lot of their success is because of Alex Smith. Alex Smith last year took Matt Patrick Mahomes under his wing, took him everywhere, genuinely really, really liked the kid, let him learn everything, really let him understand how to be a pro, and I think that you know, really sped up his evolution of being a great quarterback. Well, then you have uh, Alex Smith. He gets to go work with Jay Gruden. They're on the bye week sitting at home watching this one right. uh, as Patrick Mahomes gets well, it done. And they all knew because he does stuff in practice, guys. And I was talking to Andrew Reed the other day, and he said he does stuff in practice, like these no-look passes, like, you know, Kobe stuff. Where he's rolling one way, and he's just looking in the back of the end zone, one end zone, then doesn't even look and just throws – you know, back all the way back to the left corner of the end zone from 20 yards out. But we're looking like nobody does that. It's just it, it, he's different. He's very different. Saw that arm on display a lot in the second half, buying time, getting receivers open. Well, from the field where we we're at right now to a guy looking to come back, Le'Veon Bell. Now he's yep. going to come back week seven. Uh, extra couple of weeks on the jet skis. That's what he, he needed a little more <laughs> vacation time. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting. It, you know. It, Makes sense for him, obviously, because it's the bye week. And you won't miss out on getting paid. You can go in there and not play and still get paid. Um, but the Steelers have gone from three weeks ago saying, heels are dug in, we're not trading them, to two weeks ago being willing to trade, listen, listen offers, to this past week actually calling around, trying to see if they can get an offer for Le'Veon Bell, and they couldn't. And, and here's the issue, is no team can negotiate with it. So, you know, with Mac, when you're going to trade him, he can negotiate a new deal with somebody, and you can, you know, you could trade what you needed because you know he's going to be there long term. But the Levin Bell's that, that's not the case. And what the Steelers are, are pretty much proposing is, all right, let's do a deal where you give us something, give us a draft pick for Levian for this year, and then if he's on your roster at a certain date next year, say about the draft, which means you know, you've resigned him because he didn't hit free agency, then you give us X, Y, and Z. But the the problem that teams are having is kind of stems from the Sammy Watkins trade from last year, and the Rams gave up basically two and got him for a year and weren't able to resign him. So they rented a guy for one year and gave up a valuable draft pick. So teams just aren't willing to do that right now. Jay, why now? Why, why does he come in now? Well, I think you're losing that kind of money. <laughs> so he's out of money. He's out of money. All right. That jet ski <laughs> no, isn't no, going to gas itself. You lose that kind of money. No, no, don't say that I said it's out of money, man. I, 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 did, not, I did not say that. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't talk about other dudes being broke. Only me. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's either, you know, week seven, week eight, week ten. And at that point, it just makes sense because it's the bye week, so you can kind of get his football legs under him. Jay Glazer with us, NFL on Fox Insider, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here on Fox Sports Radio. And Le'Veon Bell really plays into one of the other big stories of the weekend, Earl Thomas, who yep. gets hurt and 
gives his own sideline the middle finger going off, and we kind of understand what's going on. Oh, I thought he was saying they were. I thought he was saying they were number one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was signaling in the next defense to play. All right, this next defense right here. Uh, Pete Carroll said today, "Let's cut him some slack." Look, obviously, we know Earl Thomas wanted a big contract. They weren't going to give it to him. Potentially, they were close to a trade before what happened Sunday. Take us behind this, Jay. No, they weren't. People are acting like they were very close to a trade. That's not. It's not true. Not the case. Um, I know they're trying to act like it was very close to Kansas City. It's just that they haven't been. Um, and the sorry guys, um, the thing with Earl is Earl kind of shows up two weeks ago, uh, or you know showed up at the end of uh, preseason. But two weeks ago, he just decides he's going to kind of hold in. So he's at practice and eventually just says, "You know what? I'm not doing anything." He just sits down right there on the sideline. So it was like a hold in instead of a hold out. And it just got, you know, got more and more contentious. But the thing, the way the Seahawks have always done their business, they don't, you know, Cam Chancellor tried to hold out. They're, they did the same thing. They're like, if we do with you, then other people are going to try and do the same thing, and we can't do it. So they're trying to, they've really done the same, they do business the same way with everybody. And, you know, Earl's trying to push it and push it. If they cage to Earl, and let's say trade him to the Dallas Cowboys, which is like his dream team, then what's that say to every other player? who wants to, you know, also is, is not happy to their contract, they're going to go, I need to do the same thing and try and get to my dream team. So in their minds, we have to draw a line in the sand. Now, I understand Earl Thomas, he's trying to draw a line in the sand because what if he gets hurt? Well, he ends up getting hurt. So I think, you know, players in the future and agents are going to use this in the future. When they're trying to get a deal done, they're going to go, hey, what about Earl Thomas? We don't want that to happen to us. So I, I do think this will be used um, by players and and agents in the future who are, you know, who are looking to get more money. Strategy sessions abound. And in Chicago, they're celebrating the rise of Trubisky. Matt Nagy, <laughs> six touchdowns. Hey, you stop laughing at me, Smith. I'm going to celebrate this as long as I can. Jay, this is what they were envisioning when they bring in mm-hmm. Trey Burton and, and Allen Robinson. It's just, just the right defense for this to click, or are we going to see more explosions? No, I think, you know, look – these guys have only, they've only been together for a few games in, in Nagy and Trubisky. It's a process. And people want it to be exactly how Mahomes is right now, but, you know, it's just, you know, Mahomes had been there with, with Andy Reid, um, and they're just going to constantly compare them. It's just not the same. They, these guys are going to click. They're going to find the rhythm. Could take, you know, where they're going to be in two years from now isn't going to be the same where they are in eight, in eight weeks from now. So I do think, you know, Trubisky has a lot of the it factor. Um, they think he's going to be better suited for cold weather. A lot of the other guys are out there, and you know they were draftable. But you know, I, I think, and I said it early on, I think Nagy's going to be phenomenal for him. And if it clicks, they'll be together for the next twelve years. All right. Lastly, Jay, obviously from Mike's quarterback situation <laughs> to my own, how hot is the, the hot seat for Todd Bowles right now after yesterday? Uh, I, going into the season, he knew he was going to be a hot seat. He knew he had to win. It was it was winter be gone, and he knows that. I. Personally, I just don't think they have a lot of talent on that team. I don't think they've done a good job building that team up. I think Sam Darnold will be a good quarterback for them. Um, he's kind of, he, you know, things are he's not, he's he's kind of unflappable when things are going bad, uh, and I think he'll continue to be. But I just don't think they have great personnel over there, and yeah, I think they're uh, you know, things have to change for that team. The one thing that I don't do is I never talk about hot seat early on in the season, especially nowadays when you don't really have preseason anymore. You know where these preseason games, you guys don't play. You got to see who clicks and when. 
And when they click, you know, about week 10, uh, teams that, you know, we've already heard reports that, oh, this coach is going to be fired in week two, those tend to change around a lot. However, the Jets, yeah, they look, they, they look pretty lost right now. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jay Glazer. That is at Jay Glazer, NFL Insider for Fox. Of course, the website, vetsandplayers.org, vetsandplayers.org. And check out his writing at The Athletic. Get your questions in for Jay Glazer's mailbag. You can do it on Twitter as well. Thanks, Jay. Be good. We'll talk to you. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcasts.